Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hello and welcome to episode seven. So today I have the beautiful Katie Griffin as my guest today. We are talking about Google ads and in general, the world of digital advertising when it comes to growing your e-commerce business. And it can be so daunting, even for seasoned business owners or even marketers like myself. There are so many questions. Which paid channel should you choose? Which budget do you need? When is the right time? What do you need to have in place first? What kind of technology do you need to have? Do you DIY or do you outsource? It can be so confusing. And what I see is the main challenge is really who do I trust to either do it for me or to teach me and show me what to do. Sadly, so many women I meet have been burned by a expert in air quotations who said that they can help them with their paid advertising only to get very little results and be a lot out of pocket, whether it's because the ads weren't set up correctly or that their business wasn't ready to, you know, do that marketing strategy, which is why my guest, Katie Griffin, Google Ads expert and course creator, has become the go-to in her field because she is as honest, real, smart, and decent as they come. Katie and I try to answer some of these questions that you have around Google Ads and drop some truths around what it's real, what it really take, takes to succeed in e-commerce today and how to overcome some of these challenges business owners face when it comes to managing their digital advertising. Hey, Katie, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thanks for being here. You and I have been friends online and over Zoom and over podcasts. And um, yeah, we share the same sort of audience, don't we? Yeah, we do. I think I was thinking about how long we've been, I don't know, chatting on. We first connected on Instagram, I think about, might have been like a year ago now. It's about a year, yeah. Yeah. And then we just fell quickly in love. We did have an appointment to start podcasting about half an hour ago and now we finally decided to record. Um, But yeah, we do have a really similar audience. You're one of the go-to women in e-commerce and coaching in Australia, I feel like. And I I am in the Google Ads field, which is a perfect fit for e-commerce people. So I feel like we go hand in hand. We do. And well, we should introduce you first. I always do this, jump straight in, get too excited. Can you tell us who you are, what you do and who you help? Yes. So my name is Katie Griffin. I am, I'm sort of like a half, half. I have half of a, um, like a one-on-one based client management service where I help people and do their, um, run their Google ads for them. And then I have the other arm of my business, which is like a core side of my business where I teach, um, entrepreneurs or e-com business owners or service providers how to successfully run Google ads, because I feel like there's no good training out there. And it was my goal to create a comprehensive program 
And yeah, so I, I mainly help people in the e-commerce field and those that also are maybe service providers in another specialty like SEO, Facebook ads, what have you, and help them upskill so that then there's more uh, reliable service providers in the Google ad space. Yeah. And it's been such a pleasure to watch you do your thing over the past year. And I feel like you have come out of nowhere, not that you have, you've been doing it for a long time, but you've come out of, you know, I don't know, um, wherever you were before. You know. No, I don't, I, I actually feel the same, well, not the same way at all, but I feel like, um, because before a little bit of background of me was that before I started this business, my, like on my own, um, I was in an agency life. And when you're in agency life, you're kind of like behind the scenes. No one really knows who you are. Uh, and you're not really a person that's out and about. So when I had my own idea to start a business, I think that was one of the hardest parts for me was actually getting out there and making myself like, this is who I am. This is what I do. I can help and all that sort of stuff. And it took me like, I think it was like nine months before I even set up an Instagram account. Cause I was kind of like, who's going to care about Google ads and all that sort of stuff. But one thing I've learned about Instagram and, and social media is it's actually a really great way to network with other like-minded business owners like yourself, where I can connect with other people. It's not necessarily about finding clients or students on those platforms. It's really just about creating a, your network of um, business women that you can rely on as well, which has been probably the most helpful aspect for me. Yeah, totally. And you and I are the perfect ex- example of what can happen when you do reach out and say, hi, I heard you on a podcast. So I sent you a DM. We beca- we've got so many things in common, i.e. Real Housewives, yeah. um, reality franchise. I know, we're, that, like, we're both into the DMs about that. <laughs> Yeah. We're marketing nerds. We've come from the corporate world and we work with the same people. So you and I have been able to refer, you know, clients and and students to each other. And that's the beauty of putting yourself out there is that you can make true friendships and you can benefit from it. Your business can benefit from it too. Yeah. I was having this conversation with um, one of the guests on my podcast and we were sort of saying that We've both been lucky. This was um, with Carly from Technobird, and we were saying that we've both been lucky in the fact that we haven't had to use our own specialty, which is paid ads or SEO, to actively get clients because word of mouth referrals and also developing complementary service relationships with people that do complementary services to you uh, is a really organic and beautiful way to build your business. And I feel like for me, it's the most. Um, Reputable for like word of mouth recommendations is just such an yeah. undervalued uh, resource. And yes, I teach people how to scale their businesses with paid ads, but there's also so much to be said about just developing real, like authentic relationships with people that can also help your business as well. Yes, totally. And my um, former business coach taught me a lot about that, that you should be able to find clients and, you know, make sales just by having conversations. It doesn't have to be on the phone. It could be down the road. It could be, you know, waiting in line for a coffee because if social media and Google ads and what have you all went away tomorrow, we've still got to be able to form those relationships, build trust and tell everybody what we do. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but we are here today (laughs) to talk about Google Ads and, yeah, how powerful and effective it can be for an e-commerce business or a product-based business. So why don't you tell us a little bit about 
well, let's go back to basics and yeah, give us a rundown for anyone who's not really quite sure what it means, what Google Ads is. Yeah, I'm just going to scoot back a tiny bit before that. So Mm. my background actually is, and you know this, but my background, I had my own e-commerce business and I loved it. I loved the, I loved everything about it. You know, the shipping out of the orders and the inventory management. Like I'm such a geek when it comes to that sort of stuff. Um, But the one thing I found really difficult was the marketing aspect of it when you're just a fish in the sea and there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people on the internet searching for products that I was selling, but I didn't quite know how to get in front of them. And that, and I kind of stumbled across um, some, a, a book and some podcasts around Google ads. And this was back in, like, I feel like the olden days, like 2012, 2013. And I really was driven, I was, I felt really um, passionate about the concept of being able to show an ad to people that are searching for something on Google and they see your ad, they click through to your website and they can they have the option to buy your products. And so I started to experiment with uh, Google Ads. It really resonated with me and it seemed to just, I, I kind of just got it um, and I, I seemed to work well in that platform. And it had a really positive effect on my business in that I was able to consistently generate sales. I didn't have to continuously worry about like, do I have to post X amount of times on social media or do I have to do this or that? I could continuously rely on putting money into Google ads and getting customers out. Um, And that was, it was a really empowering feeling for me. And so I actually was so in love with Google ads, which it seems so geeky. I was so in love with Google ads that I decided to sell that business and then go agency side, specialize down that path where I had the privilege of working of helping to scale the um ad accounts of businesses like Shopo and Swimwear Galore um and for a number of different years and the reason that Google Ads is so powerful is that it matches people where they are right now so if someone's searching for a product that you sell you can show an ad to them and you're kind of servicing what they need right it's it's not it I think when people think about advertising they think of it as being the traditional you know TV blast the same ad to every single person sitting in their lounge room at the same time. Whereas with digital media and digital and Google ads is that it's a unique ad tailored to that person based on what they're searching for on Google. So I was really targeted, really search driven. Um, and it's about capturing demand of people and giving them kind of showing them the products that they want. And so that for me is this powerful aspect of Google ads is that it can show your products to people that want and need them and create a really happy relationship between the two. Yeah, it's so good. And I guess if we're talking marketing speak and for listeners out there getting their head around the concept, Google Ads, generally speaking, is great for those products that are demand capture. So like we're like let's say it's school starting so you need a new lunchbox and you need a school bag. So you're typing in, you know, um, Australian or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, or like school labels for lunchbox and there you go you've got your google ads um, either showing the product or you've got a text-based ad and that is capturing that demand whereas facebook if i'm right is more about you know generating that interest and capturing people's interest yeah i like to think of the distinguishing elements between the two as Google Ads is about capturing demand and about servicing a particular need at that moment, whereas Facebook Ads is more of that interruption-style marketing where someone's browsing along, they might be talking to their friend on Messenger or they're, you know, having looking at someone's Instagram profile. 
and they're browsing and it's that interruption style marketing. And there's such a huge benefit in that as well because you can get in front of people that don't know what that they need your product or service yet. Mm-hmm. Whereas Google Ads, it's best for people that are like product and solution aware. So I always encourage, like I'll often turn away potential clients or students that are coming to me with a brand new concept. It's a product that isn't known to market yet. doesn't mean the brand's not known, but just the concept isn't known yet. So um, there's no benefit really in using Google Ads in that situation because no one's going to be typing on Google. So how are you going to show ads to people? There's kind of no bridge between what someone's typing to the ad that you're showing. Exactly. And I guess this is how it all becomes part of your marketing mix. So um, Google Ads potentially do a really good job at the bottom of the funnel where people, like you say, have done a little bit of research, have perhaps browsed on Instagram or talked to their friend about the lunchbox or drink bottle. And now they're typing in, you know, insulated drink bottle or the brand drink bottle um, and they're ready to buy. They're primed to buy. Yeah, exactly. It's I like to say that anything above, anything in top of funnel, you just want to kind of ignore when it comes to Google ads. It's going to cost too much to acquire those customers because you have to really take them through the whole purchase journey from being unaware to completely aware and ready to buy. Whereas when you're looking at people in the middle of the purchase funnel where they're, it's the difference between someone typing in like, um, let's talk about the lunchbox, like what is the best lunchbox versus thermal insulated lunchbox. The person mm-hmm. typing in the thermal insulated lunchbox is much further down the purchase funnel and they're much like they're much more likely to buy from an ad, whereas that top what is a lunchbox, for example, is you're going to have to take someone to a blog post to then to a product and it's going to take a lot longer for you to capture that sale and that generally means it's going to cost you a lot more money to get them to buy from you, which is what you don't want to do. You know, you want to maximize your budget and uh, get the best bang for your buck. That's right. And I often see uh, clients or women that I'm chatting to online that don't necessarily have those key pieces of content or marketing levers, I guess, at each part of the sales funnel. Um, They're missing a few. So they're either going straight into Facebook ads, hoping that that's going to generate a whole bunch of um, conversions, but they're missing that educational or that informative or the social proof, like reviews on your homepage or um, yeah, great reels on your Instagram or whatever it is. So it's important, I guess, to have those different parts of the funnel sorted and, you know, established. Yeah, I, and we've had the conversation many times that I, even though I'm a paid ads tragic and I love them, a paid ads aren't a solution for everything. So that's why I love aligning myself with people like you that sometimes it's an issue actually that you need to go back to basics and you need to actually fix your messaging or your website or your copy and all those foundational elements that no matter how many clicks you get via paid ads, it's not going to result in any more sales because you've actually got a foundational element that's the problem, the website or the or even the product offering or mm-hmm. um, the, the usability of the site. So when it comes to paid ads, there's it's not like it's a cure-all solution for I'm, mm-hmm. I don't have any sales, I must need to spend more money. That's often where it's the worst point to spend money on ads because you're actually just throwing more money at a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's also really important to be strategic about like is this a problem that ads can fix or are there other areas do I need to work with a business coach like Lisa who is going to help me actually sort out my foundation first and then mm-hmm. I can come in and start to promote it. 
Yeah, and that reminds me of, you know, so many stories I hear, and you've probably heard a million of these too, that women come to me saying, well, I've, I've just worked with an agency for three months. I've spent $1,500 a month in media advertising and I paid them $3,000 a month or whatever it is, and I've got no sales. And I say to them once I've looked at their site and their product offering or their message, and I'm like, you know what, they should never have sold you that package because you're not ready for it. Do you yeah. see that too? Oh, it drives me crazy. Like mm. I I think there's a, and I post out this sort of stuff on, all the time on my Instagram, but mm. I think that there's a real, um, a lot of mistrust when it comes to agencies and people in in the digital space because a lot of the people will just sell your, sell your product or sell your package that you're not actually best useful. So I won't, if, if a client comes to me and they don't have those sort of ducks in a row and I know that I can't get them results, also my reputation on the line, I'm then mm. to try and throw more money at the problem and get, know that I don't have, I'm not going to be able to get them any performance from it. And I think that also comes back to the thing that I, that gives me a unique perspective over that is that I was once that e-commerce business owner. Mm-hmm. So I know what it means to be having a lot of trust in a service provider and knowing that you want to work with someone that is going to deliver you results and and not a, every agency, unfortunately, doesn't have that same outs, like outlook and a lot of them will take you for a ride and you won't get any results from it. And then the downside of that also is that person will say it was the paid ad's fault when it was really yeah. actually not the paid ad's fault. It wasn't that Google ads don't work or Facebook ads don't work. It was the agency shouldn't have encouraged you to do that in the first place. Yeah. And there needs to be, you know, more honesty in, in marketing and that's a whole other episode um, that we could talk about, but women like you and I that probably say no to clients just as much as we say yes, because it's important to send people away um, when they're not ready to invest in something. Yeah. And I think that's the the lovely benefit of running our own businesses is we we can make those decisions and and it can be scary to do that at the start if you're not, if you uh, don't have a full book or you're not operating on a wait list and you, you could really do with that extra client. Yeah. But it will come around to benefit you in the long term because if you work with clients that you can get results for and that you're not taking them for a ride, um, I think you probably know, you've probably noticed as well, is that when you do develop that solid reputation in the industry that it, it, it comes back to pay you back like tenfold in the long run. And it also um, creates it's nice when to be that business owner, you know, and you've probably, you're actually looking for expert feedback because you don't know, you don't know what the problem is. So you might, I, I think back to when I was an e-commerce business owner and I wish someone had told me like, this is what you need to do, or this is mm-hmm. what you have to do. And so when you go to an agency and they say, yeah, this would be great for you, mm-hmm. you have no other choice but to trust them. So um, I think it's actually nice and refreshing to be told as a business owner, like, actually, this isn't the best thing for your business right now. Like, go on to this other person and fix this first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's... And then come back. Yeah, and then come back. And then maybe in six months' time, you're, you're a better candidate. Yeah, totally. Well, let's talk about if you are ready to turn that paid tap on and Google Ads uh, is the right channel for you. What kind of products or brands do you think work really well with Google ads? I think there's a few things that 
it's not necessarily comes down to a, a product or brand situation, but you and me both love like the number side of things. It's about looking at your numbers. So what's your conversion rate? What's the average cost per click in your industry? And, um, you know, what's your average order value? Because with a couple of key stats, you can start to output the whole goal of running paid ads is to get return on investment. So you can start to understand, okay, well, if my conversion rate increases by five, you know, 0.5%, my output will also increase by X percent as well. So it's not necessarily, I look for people that have, I think anyone with an average order value under around that $50 mark is quite hard to make paid ads work. Mm-hmm. So it's about having average order value above the $50 mark, I would say. And the higher, the better, because that just means that you can get more return on investment. Looking also, I mean, that doesn't count you out altogether because you could be like on a subscription model or something like that. But uh, looking at also things like what are the, uh, what's your conversion rate on your site? And do you have a conversion rate that sits maybe around the 2 to 3%? That's probably means you're a good candidate for running Google ads. And also, it, I mean, just having a look at what other competitors are in the space and if you type in something that's similar to what you sell, are other ads showing up? That's generally a good indicator. But my real, like, I like to look at stats behind a business because that gives you real information. And then also, as long as it's not a product or service that isn't known or that that doesn't have any demand behind it, you're, you're generally going to be a good candidate for it. The other thing is that you have an investment mindset where you're thinking of your ad spend as an investment. You might not get return on that. Like, you, you'll get sales on it, but you might not get the return you want on it in the first month, but it's a long-term game for sustainable, ongoing, repeat revenue in your business and a long-term advertising channel, not something that you try for two weeks and say Google Ads doesn't work or Facebook Ads doesn't work. Like you do have to give it a crack. Like your email marketing, you have to test it out. You have to do some a lot of optimization. Um, but kind of having that investment mindset that I'm going to invest in my business to run ads and see some return on it. Yeah, and we were chatting about this before we started recording, but taking the approach of, you know, you have to upskill, you you have to understand it to give it, you know, the chance to make you money. And I guess that is one of my questions for you today is when, and so many women ask me this about all sorts of things from, you know, photography to video to copywriting to Facebook ads, but when do you DIY and when do you outsource? You know me, Lisa, I am a big fan of DIYing at the beginning um, because, A, I don't think you can outsource effectively until you at least know what a measure of success looks like. So if you're running, if you're going to an agency or a freelancer and you're like, I want to run Google Ads and then you d- you don't know exactly what that means or what that looks like or what success looks like for your business, how can you tell whether they're doing a good job? And maybe it takes too long for you to decide that and you've lost a little bit of money in the process. So my personal thing, my personal way that I run my business is I like to upskill in that area and have enough information to be dangerous. And then if I want to, I can outsource that. But my belief really is that anyone spending under that $3,000 a mark should be, a month that is, should be DIYing it. And the main reason is, is because profitability-wise, you factor in a reputable agency or reputable person in their fee into that. There might be another $1,000 on top of that a month. That's adding another 25% really to your ad spend costs. So you have to factor in someone's fee to your return 
And anyone spending under around that $3,000 a month, it's really hard to see return once you're factoring in someone's management fee on top of that. So I like to say, get your hands dirty at the very beginning, learn, upskill. Then if you reach the point where you're spending maybe $5,000 a month and you want to get it off your plate, or then is the opportunity to do that. You might find that it's ticking along great in the background. You're only spending an hour on it a week and it just generates your sales kind of in the background. So my preference is always DIY and I just think it's a smarter way to, yeah, get your hands dirty and um, and be able to see results. Yeah. And to a certain degree, do you, would you say that it's a little, a little bit easier to manage ongoing than let's say Facebook ads? Like once you learn and kind of get your head around the nitty gritty and get the hard stuff done, then it's a little smoother sailing than Facebook ads. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a steeper learning curve on the Google ad side of things for the setup, but generally there's less upkeep, mainly because with Facebook ads, as um, a lot of people know, it heavily relies on creative. So you have to keep changing up your creative and keep getting new videos or getting new content that way. That's because you're, like we said before, you're getting in front of people that aren't actively searching. So you might be showing the same ad to someone four, five times, six times, depending on your optimization method there. Whereas on Google, you're not you're only showing an ad to someone if they're searching. Ready so you don't have to worry about yeah. that creative, ongoing creative optimization necessarily. So it's not as heavy on that side. Once you've set it up and you've optimized it and you're able to, you know, tweak it and get it to work, I think that there's less upkeep. And I think there's a lot more on the automation and side that you can do on Google ads than Facebook ads. But the pro- probably the trickier part is just the steeper learning curve at the beginning. Because I think that yeah. Google haven't made the most intuitive interface, which is <laughs> frustrating. But um, I think, yeah, I, I think you're right that, that Facebook's probably more time consuming ongoing. And there seems to be, you know, so much more, I guess, for lack of better better word, buzz around Facebook ads in the past few years, that there is a thousand gazillion resources to learn about Facebook ads and it can become so overwhelming and people haven't really given Google ads the attention that it really deserves, especially for e-commerce. And that's, I guess, where you've come in with this amazing course or program that is help is designed specifically for small business owners to get them going so they don't have to pay those ongoing agency fees. Yeah, exactly. I think that when I when I um I had my second baby, left the agency and decided to start my own business, I noticed there was this real there was this real um gap where people could either go to an agency or they could learn how to do ads themselves, but there was no training available. So they either hot it was kind of like people were ham business owners were hamstrung. They could pay someone to do it or they could just fumble their way through it and make a mess. And so, like you said, I feel like there's a million Facebook ad courses and really good ones and great ones, but Google for some reason just been left by itself. So yeah, I I have a 10-week program where I take business owners and um, service providers how to teach them exactly how to set up Google ads from the very beginning. If you've never stepped inside an ad account before, right through to managing, optimizing long-term. Um, and like it's the highlight of my my life running this course because I feel like it's the course that I would have wanted. I mean, I, I credit for selfish reasons because it was the course that I would have wanted when I was an e-commerce business owner, fumbling my way through it, trying to figure it all out, spending months and months YouTubing. Um, it's just a really straightforward approach to this is how you create profitable ads. 
this is how you get around the tech overwhelm. This is what you do. Don't listen to Google. <laughs> Don't pay an yes. agent. You know. Yeah, and stop patching things together that you're watching or you're downloading on, you know, um, and just do it properly from the start because it's not really that technical setup that you walk your students through. It's not necessarily something that you can, you know, patch together and sort of do properly. No, on your it, own. and if you get it wrong, it, uh, even a lot of agencies get it wrong. Like I do a lot of um, setups or audits for people that are with agencies, and a lot of agencies get it wrong because it is actually quite. If you don't know what you're doing, it can be tr- quite tricky. But once you know what you're doing, it's like, oh, this is easy. You know, it takes five minutes by watching a video. But uh, yeah, so that was my goal really to remove the overwhelm from Google ads and have like a one-stop shop that you do this, then you do that, then you do this. And um, yeah, I've, I just love running running the course. I think a couple of your students have gone through it or a couple of your clients yes. have gone through it. Yeah, yes. it's, um, it's, a, it's an option for people that just, you know, they want to get their hands dirty and learn Google ads and they don't want to have to pay outsourcing fees each month because they can get really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And DIY when you're just sort of getting going and finding that momentum in your business. And then when you're ready and you've skilled up on it, then you can potentially outsource it to the right agency or the right freelancer. Yeah, exactly. And what do you think, what what does a business have to have in place before they get stuck into Google Ads? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I think that Hmm. What do you have to have? I think you've got to have just, I mean, a good, like solid product offering. That to me is like the main thing is you've got to have good products that people want. Um, and it's kind of like, I feel like if you're running ads and you've got a great, an amazing product or service, you're kind of like doing people a favor by getting in front of them and showing it to them because you're actually offering a really good alternative. So for me, it's about having really good product. Um, and just having the skills to be able to like everything else is teachable inside like I teach inside the course about the tech side of stuff from a tech setup perspective there's really I mean you want to have the key things like analytics on your site and stuff like that but nothing's going to prevent you from running ads the other thing is I guess just it's a lot easier if you're on one of the main platforms like Shopify or WordPress that always makes things a little bit easier just from a tech perspective getting things hooked up um But for me, just products, good products, good things that people want to buy. And then on the other side of the ad, the great website, clear message, product description. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that. that. Sorry. (laughs) You know, you want to have a functioning website. When I say functioning, I mean one that is easy to check out, easy to navigate through. You know, you've got clear, unambiguous menu titles and you've got that your stuff together. You've optimised your site so that it's easy to send paid traffic to because that'll just get you better results on the lo- in the long run, well, in the short term. But, yeah, you've, you've, you've got a site that's got copy that's going to sell the products for you and your product photography is, like, bang on mm-hmm. and you're great. You know, all those sort of things that we know we should get to that we, that we don't. The other things are, like, the hidden things, like what's your site speed? Because people are lazy and people are impatient and they're on their phone and searching for stuff and your site just takes too long to browse then they're going to be like, oh, I'll move on to the next one. So it's just about having those key things like your, your, all your ducks in a row when it comes to like a good website, you know, a good home. I like to think of it as yeah. like you can't, you know, that whole thing about what is it? You, 
the best home on a, I don't know. You you want to make sure that your home where you're sending people to is clean and organized and easy to navigate through because that's just going to lead to more people buying through you. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess if you're unsure of what that means, you could always think back to your own shopping experience, like when you've gone to buy new school shoes or if online or if, you know, whatever it is, or a new yeah, coffee table. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm in the zone. It's the week of it. Um, you know, think back as to, to when you were browsing and looking, what frustrated you? What sent you away? Was it, you know, not being able to see the, the dimensions and the size and the weight or was it the shipping What did you cost? want to know? What did you want to know about yeah, the product? Yeah. In the absence of walking into a physical store, your product copy and your descriptions have to do the talking, your, your imagery have to do all that for you. So they're really doing the heavy lifting there. I like to say that ads will do the hard job. The job of ads is to get traffic to your site like qualified mm-hmm. traffic the job of your site is to get the traffic to then check out so you can't you can't expect ads to be a miracle worker and get someone to bypass all those checkout issues that you're having or the hidden sh- shipping costs or whatever ads won't be able to fix that issue so that's where you've got to go back and fix everything at the base um but make sure that it, the other thing that i i have in my course which i found really helpful is we pair people up to do a website review with each other so that, you know, what do you, how do you find it checking out through this person's website or what do you find the features here? Because I feel like sometimes in our own business we're too in it and it's really hard for us to be critical and have a critical eye about, well, does that make sense or is that product talking, does that mean what it says it does and all that sort of stuff. So ask a friend, like ask, get a friend to jump on your website and what do they think about it and is it easy for them to navigate around? So getting third party, not asking everyone, but getting like quality people to check out your site and give you reviews on what how, how easy it is to navigate around because we might think something's quite intuitive but it's actually quite hard to know what something means or what to do next. Totally. And I think that's kind of the main takeaway today is that you know, growing a product-based business or in an online store, it's no easy feat. There's no um, shortcut. It takes a lot of work, but it also takes a lot of investment. And I think that's kind of what people maybe put their head in their sa- in the sand a little bit about. You do have to get fantastic photography. You do have to invest in a great web developer. You do have to have great copy. And if you don't know how to do all these things, get help. You can't just expect Facebook ads or Google ads or even influencer marketing, anything that you're doing and you think is going to be the ticket to success. No, that's part of one the whole ecosystem for e-commerce. So, yeah, it, it's hard. It's tough, but it's, it's not hard. impossible. It's hard. And it's also it's hard when you're running the ship yourself and trying to figure yeah. out how to do it. A lot of us don't have all those skills naturally to be a website no. designer and be a product photographer and but um, it, it is hard. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to running an econ business, and ads can be really be a really valuable part of that. But it can also you need to, might need to focus on other areas first. Yep, yep, and it all takes time. And um, you know you're not alone in the struggle. Everyone's going through it, even though it does feel like. Um, you're the only person trying to think. Okay, where do I spend my time? You know, which marketing strategy is right for me? Everyone else seems to know what they're doing. Half the time they don't and um, just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's also um, everything is a chance to test and learn and understand what works. 
and not everything you do will work perfectly, but you learn, okay, well, that didn't work. Maybe I'll try this, t- this thing next time. So it's all, it's all about like there's no one magic bullet formula that is going to be like you will have a successful e-commerce business if you do this. It's all about so that that's the job of the owner or is to understand well what works for my business and what doesn't work for my business and that can take time to figure out. Yeah, and it's okay to tune out some of the shiny things that might be distracting you or think that everybody's doing them. It's okay to just to choose one or two strategies at any yes. given time. Don't go. Don't, don't go. Get overwhelmed and try and do everything at once because that's when everything will fail because you won't be able to devote enough energy to do everything at once. So, like maybe it's Q1 you focus on email marketing, get that really lined up. Maybe it's Q2 you look at adding some ads into the picture. Maybe Q3 you're looking at adding something else. So, not having to do everything at once because that can be really, really stressful. Yeah, I love that and I totally agree. So, if someone would like to focus on Google Ads in Q1, Q2 and beyond, how do they find you? I feel like I just like talked myself out like, no, don't, you know. Um, no. But if someone does want to learn how to do Google Ads, yeah, I think depending on when this um, comes out, but I will be hosting a five-day um, free boot camp, which is kind of like a taste tester into my paid course. It will teach you the five foundational elements of a profitable Google Ads account and teach you all the foundational things about like, keyword research and goal setting and crunching your numbers and all that sort of stuff that I think are really critical to understand before you decide to invest in ads. So I'll be hosting that on the 20, sorry, on the 22nd of Feb. And if you want to register, yeah, if you want to register for that, it'll be at katiegriffin.com forward slash bootcamp. And then from there, you'll get all the info about how to like enroll in the course if it's the right thing for you to do. Um, and otherwise, I just hang out on Instagram at katiegriffin underscore. That's kind of where I live most of the time. Thanks for joining us this week on the e-commerce marketing society podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future apps. If you found value in today, I would be forever grateful for a rating on iTunes, or if you just tell your biz friends about the podcast, that would be great too. If you'd like to learn more about me and my one-on-one six-month coaching program, Strategy to Sales, head over to my website, www.lisaburn.com.au, and be sure to tune in next week for more marketing goodness. With lots of love and lots of sales, I'll see you next week.